What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, episode 138. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to be an authentic as well as a tactical social media marketer. The reason why I wanted to come out with this episode is oftentimes us people who are very big on researching the algorithm and the trends, we can get very tactical with our social media endeavors and what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, hey, make sure you save this post, make sure you comment three friends. We do all these things that we know are good by the algorithm, but sometimes it's easy to sacrifice the authentic side of things when we take the tactical side of social media into play too much. When you have the authentic without the tactical, you still have the awesome social media presence, but you're probably not getting the reach and engagement and the follower growth that you're wanting. When you have the tactical without the authentic, you may be getting some short bursts of viral content, but it's also very hard to sustain because people can tell that it's not really authentically uh, you, like the content is not really what you want to be putting out. And it also makes it very hard to sustain if you're not putting out authentic content that you actually care about putting out, you're just putting it out because maybe the market was hot and you know the hashtags are viral in that industry and whatever tactical reasons led you to to believe that you wanted to start that account or practice those types of strategies, there's there's pros and cons to each side, obviously, but is the combination of the two that really brings you social media growth and success. To look at two accounts that are doing this really, really well, obviously, we've got Gary Vaynerchuk that needs to be mentioned because he is all about preaching authenticity, don't care about what other people think. You know, even this post yesterday, stop giving an F about what other people think. I like to cuss on the podcast, however, I don't want to get demonetized from YouTube, so I might have to slow down the F-bombs here, so uh, <laughs> sorry about that, guys, if you give a F, but uh, yeah, so Gary, he's got plenty of content talking about how people need to be authentic. Don't worry about what the algorithm says. Post like there is no algorithm. Post a hundred times a day. Gary's got content galore at this point. And I've been going through his page, like even Barbara from Shark Tank here, this interview he did with her, she's talking about how authenticity is one of her biggest secrets for success on social media. So it's obviously no question that being authentic on social media is very important. But you know, Gary has almost 9 million followers. So he obviously isn't just being authentic. He's also being very tactical with it. I think on the day that IGTV came out, he posted like a 10 minute IGTV, like immediately reels as soon as that came out he just started hammering them he's always been at the forefront of trends in fact he's usually even before the trends become the trends because he's really known for calling out like tiktok early and clubhouse early and instagram early he really has respect to the tactical side of things of what he's doing but he doesn't do it at the cost of authenticity and that's what i can see from him as a large part of his success Another account to mention is Julius Dean. Uh, Julius is actually someone I had the privilege to meet back at Funnel Hacking Live at the beginning of 2020, right before uh, lockdown started. And Julius is most known for being an online magician. And actually in the month of February, when uh, comparing himself to all other content creators out there, uh, just looking at combined Facebook views plus combined YouTube views, Julius actually had more combined views between those two channels than any other content creator 
in February 2021. So Julius is obviously doing a ton of things right. Now, Julius hasn't been posting a ton of magic videos recently. He's actually just gone to posting like pretty much straight up viral content. This video here is a a man cheating on his wife and he's about to get caught and it's a whole video of hopefully he doesn't get caught because uh, his mistress is hiding under the bed and here's like a massage gone wrong and all of these things like it's just straight up clickbaity viral content and the thing is is that you could say that this is kind of inauthentic compared to who Julius is as a magician but it's also very authentic because one if you know Julius or you followed him long enough you know that above just being a magician he is a straight up content creator entertainer like this dude is the center of attention and he really knows how to captivate people with his content um, and that applies for more than just magic and he's really showed it here with his continued success posting outside of his original niche the other part of it that's authentic which very few people do is he actually lets people know that these are skits like these are not actual situations that are playing out this is him and his friends acting out these situations and creating the content to look as natural as they can. Uh, there's a lot of content creators that do this, uh, but he actually puts in his caption, thank you for watching. Please be aware that this page features magic effects, illusions, as well as scripted dramas and parodies. These short films are for entertainment purposes only. So he's still authentic and lets his audience know like this is fake and they still go viral, even though people know it's fake. And in, in the comments, it's funny because so many people are still commenting like this is fake and it's like yeah he even tells you that it's fake in the caption uh but i feel like julius is someone who has been authentic to himself as an entertainer but also very tactical and just knowing what type of content people respond to and creating that so it is ultimately the combination of the two that creates your social media success so the next part of the episode, I would like to give you guys five questions to start asking yourself before you post to make sure it is in line with being tactical as well as being authentic and it's content that your audience is really going to like and respond to. So for the first question, once you are done creating your post, this is the first thing that you should ask yourself. Did I make this post for my dream follower with no one else in mind? Did I make this post for my dream follower with no one else in mind? The reason why I put that two-part question there is because obviously you've heard, you know, make sure you make your content for your dream follower. Now, most people don't have a clear perception of who their dream follower is anywhere near of what you need to. A lot of times when I ask people like who their target audience is, it might be as specific as a woman age 30 to 50. It's really not defined more so than just like basic demographics. And if you have just this general person in mind, it makes it so it's easier for you to get off pace with your content. And on top of that, I'm not even saying think about who your dream followers are. I'm thinking, I'm telling you to think about who your dream follower is. And this person is a made up person. Okay. If you've never done this before, this is a very necessary exercise. And it, most businesses do this in some way. I'll give you an example from my business just so you can see how detailed this person should be. Um, my dream follower, their name is Billy slash Sally because gender has nothing to do with my dream follower, but they are 29 years old. They have been out of college for a few years. They they are working a position that 
either they don't love the pay that they're getting, but they can tolerate it. So they do want to start some kind of side income in on the weekends or evenings, or they absolutely hate their job and would like to transition into working for themselves. You probably already have a business going. Okay. I'm not helping people pick a business idea or even telling them, you know, drop shipping's good or anything like that. I actually don't help at that level of like selecting a business opportunity. But for people that already have an idea that they know that they want to act on, but they just need some help with their strategies and make sure making sure they do the the right moves. And I do so with social media strategies. So apart from just teaching businesses social media, the most common story of people who find my podcast are those of you that are commuting to and from your job and are just getting that extra bit of information before or after work so that you can go home and work on your business and make sure you're doing things that are actually tested. So that is kind of where I come in and that's who I focus on when I'm creating my content. And the reason why it's so important to be that specific about this person is, you know, are there people that are 47 that are totally different position that still buy my stuff? Of course, okay? There's still plenty of people outside of your exact dream follower that will buy your stuff. But if I'm trying to make a post with respect to even like six people, Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Then it's like, where do I go with this, right? So you want to think of like, who is the best customer I could possibly have? It it makes it a lot easier to be clear about what we're trying to make. Now, the reason why I phrased this question of, are you creating this content for your dream follower and no one else is because it's very common for people to create content for uh, people in your life, like friends, family, people who have doubted you maybe, people that are so far outside of your dream follower that aren't even like, will never even buy anything from you. They're just people in your life that come into your head and you start creating your post for them. To let you know, like my personal situation that I've struggled with uh, on this in the past, if I've ever been like fresh out of a relationship, you kind of know that your ex is probably gonna check your social media feed. So it's maybe made me, make my captions a little bit towards them where I'm like, oh, and I'm also I'm the happiest I've ever been and way stronger, right? Like you start like to put things like that in the caption that are made for people that it shouldn't be made for at all. So that's something I've been personally guilty of. Um, it, but I know that a lot of you can relate to this because I've talked to so many students that tell me they are worried about what their high school friends will think or their college friends or their family that told them not to do their business. They know that every time they're posting, their post is being seen by maybe someone that was a naysayer of their business and they feel like if this post doesn't do well, uh, you know, then that person's going to see them as a failure and it's going to be confirmed or whatever is going on in your head. If you're letting yourself create a post for anyone outside of your dream follower, especially when it's someone from your personal life, this will really hurt 
the intention and the value with what you're trying to communicate. So that's why I always recommend like don't create your business page on your form or personal page because like all of your friends who want nothing to do with your business are also following you on there. So make sure you start a new page and don't do this thing like where you invite all of your friends to like your Facebook page. If you're a dream customer of mine, I care about you following me. Otherwise, I do not want you following me because I'm not trying to make content for you, nor will this content be interesting to you. So you're just going to hurt my engagement when you are like, why the hell am I following Derek's business page? So make sure that you don't have people following you that you don't want to be making content for, or if they are, and you don't want to like block them or delete them or whatever, that you're not thinking about them in mind when you're creating your content. The second question to ask yourself is what platforms do people want to see this type of content on? And I think this is a really important question since Reels came about, especially because it's very easy to just post all of your TikToks on Reels. But as you guys have probably seen, not every TikTok is really meant to be on Instagram, all right? There's a level of inappropriateness that is more acceptable on TikTok. There's a level of just pure, straight, entertaining humor with no educational component that is more acceptable on TikTok. And there's a lot of things, like I'm a guy who likes to make a lot of jokes and TikTok's been great for me for like getting those jokes out and leaving them off Instagram because I still put a ton of jokes on my Instagram, but I still like make plenty of like little sketches and skits that I thought were funny on TikTok just so I can post it on there. But there's so many TikToks that I post that would have no purpose on reels. So just make sure that the platform you're posting it on actually wants to see that type of content. The third question to ask yourself is how do you think your audience will respond? Obviously, we don't know exactly how they'll respond. But if you've been doing social media for a while, you probably know a lot of your followers and you know who your main engagers are. How are they going to react to this post? If you can imagine, oh, I bet this comment will come in. I bet I'll get this comment. If you can imagine that and play it out in your head, you will likely be getting a lot of those reactions because you are just accustomed to how your following works. So play out this test scenario of you posting it in your head. If you can't imagine a lot of engagement coming from this, it doesn't mean don't post it, it just means that you might need to tweak your content a little bit to make sure this is going to create reactions out of my audience because those reactions are what's gonna make the post actually go places. The fourth question to ask yourself is, is this post educational? entertaining and or inspiring. It does need to be one of the three. And I was trying to come up with a fourth category. And if I would, it would be relatable, but relatable kind of falls under the entertaining. Um, but that's another thing. Like if people are like, I identify with that, that's me. That's so true. That always does really well. In fact, like relatability, I found to be the most common characteristic of viral content, especially humor-based content. It's not about having the most like technically funny joke. It's about having a joke that everyone can relate to. If your post doesn't fall within one of those three categories very clearly, it probably is something that you don't need to post or that you need to add more value into it before you do. Then the last question to ask yourself is, is this shareable? Could I imagine someone sharing this post to their story? Could I imagine them sharing it with a friend? If they would share it with a friend, who would that person be to them? This is often a difficult question to answer because creating content for our followers is a lot easier than creating content for our followers, friends, right? Because, but that's ultimately what we're trying to do. We're trying to create content that someone would say, oh, I need to share this with my friend. I need to post this on my story. Easier said than done. But just ask yourself this question so you can see if you need to add a little bit more value to your post before you post it. 
So those are five questions that are good to ask yourself before you post something just to make sure it really is tactical and authentic and should do well. There's two other categories of your business that you should consider though. The first one is posting frequency. So let's look at the tactical side of things first. It's easier to consider what's the best tactical approach to it and then make sure that it's authentic after. Just because the tactical side of things is usually very obvious what we need to do. Oh, I need to post reels. Got it. That's the tactical side of things covered. And then now let's create the authentic message within those guidelines. So consider the tactical side of things first. So the tactical side of posting frequency would tell you to post three to five times a day, or even like one or two times a day if you're trying to grow at the max rate. So then the question becomes, can you authentically post that much without losing the quality of your content, without ignoring the five questions that we just talked about? Are you able to keep up that posting frequency while still being authentic and and, and it's sustainable for you, right? Can you sustainably come out with that much content? And a, a lot of people can. Really, I do think anyone can if they put all of their time and effort there. It is hard for the average person, especially if you're working your day job still and you're transitioning to entrepreneurship to create that content content and then edit it and then publish it every single day consistently at like two to three posts a day. Okay. So the tactical side of things tells you to do that. Can you authentically do it that much? Because some people will say, I can't authentically do it that much, but I can still tactically post three to five times a day. And what happens at that part is they start taking pictures of their coffee cup or pictures of their new car, like it for, for a page that is not related at all, right? And they just start getting away with, from it a little bit too much of what is actually valuable for their audience just because they're trying to satisfy the tactical side of things. So posting frequency is something to keep in mind to find that perfect balance for you. The other thing to consider is when you're hiring team members, this is probably the most important thing of the whole episode when it comes down to keeping your brand authentic. I've had a lot of different hires and throughout my career. Uh, right now, I have people that are creating content for me that I absolutely love. And some of them do have some extra spots for uh, other people to work with. So uh, for those of you out there that have been maybe needing an extra graphic designer or video editor, you can message me and I can let you know if uh, my people would be able to take on another client or two. Reach out to me if you could use a content creator in any way. I have plenty that I would not recommend to you, but I do have some that I actually would recommend to you. Uh, so I'd be happy to provide you with those resources if you've had uh, trouble hiring a social media agency. But in the past, I, I did hire someone to run my Instagram account uh, for my e-commerce business, and it really hurt the account in the end. So here's kind of how that situation played out. Basically, this was someone who was already writing blog posts for my company. And this is the way that I did want to hire. I wanted to hire someone that knew my market and then teach them Instagram rather than someone who knew Instagram and then tried to teach them all about my market. Okay. So it's just a little bit easier to teach someone the skill set side of things rather than the hobby that they're now supposed to have. So she was already part of the hobby that this e-commerce company uh, was based around and she was knowledgeable and she actually did know quite a bit about Instagram too. And for me, you know, I got Instagram courses galore. So it's cool when I hire someone to run my Instagram, I'm like, here's your training. So I just give them all the courses and she really was doing things 80% right. 
And the thing about that though is when I hired someone to take on my Instagram because I I did need help. I wasn't able to post uh, one to two times a day on that account as well as my Derek Vidal account at that time. And I needed some help with posting on that account and I let her take over and it was going well. Like all the posts were like, like this is 80% as good of what I would have done. This is 80% as good of what I would have done. And this is the tricky thing with hiring people in your business. There are people out there who can do the job better than you. However, the people that can do the job better than you probably cost a lot of money. A lot of money that most businesses are unwilling to dish out or aren't really at a point where it makes sense for them to dish out that kind of money. Totally understandable. So that means that it's up to you to do it at that time. So basically I hired someone that could help me with the time side of things. However, we lost sight of the tactical side of things because are they going to know how the Instagram algorithm works as much as me? You know, the average person, probably not. I mean, far from it, right? And then are they going to write captions as well as me? Potentially. Um, but in this case, you know, English was not her first language and her English was great and it made sense. Um, but it also really wasn't me and it wasn't always, it was rarely the way that I actually want to talk to my followers. So I bit the bullet. I said, look, this is just part of delegating. You got to give it up. You got to just release, let them do this part of your business. So it was really difficult for me, but I let her just like, just write the caption and ju- just post it. And what happened is our likes and followers just started dwindling down, all right? And I had to take that account back over. And when you look at it, just on the, you know, looking at the page, it, it doesn't look like much changed, okay? It doesn't look like the, the posting quality like went out the door, but there's just something about the post selection was not what I was gonna choose. Like the caption wasn't what people who had been following me for years were expecting to to read. It didn't have that little bit of humor that I like to throw in there. It just had, you know, just very basic uh, ex- explanations of what the post was about. And it, it just wasn't me. So on the tactical side of things, I was satisfied in that I was able to reduce my workload a lot. But obviously the authentic side of things was sacrificed because this was not even me posting. So this is the biggest area that businesses can lose a significant chunk of their authenticity. And this is difficult because you wanna hire someone to just take the job off your plate and you don't have to go back and forth with them over and over. Cause like that's the other side of things is you hire someone to help you uh, and they send you content and then you just have to do like eight revisions before it goes out. And then it takes even longer to create the content than it would have had you created it on your own. And now it's not appealing to the tactical or authentic side of things because it's costing you time and it is costing you the authenticity of the post a little bit. There are certainly people out there that can help you with the authentic and tactical side of things. They usually are just gonna cost more than what a lot of businesses are willing to dish out. So just know that you shouldn't hire someone to do a job just because they're cheap if you know they're going to do it worse than you. It will ultimately affect that part of your business. You want to hire people who can do a certain job better than you. And if you can't hire that person because they're too much, then look at other jobs in your company that you can hire out that someone can do just as good or better than you and is still at an affordable cost to you. And that's just one other question that I ask myself when I'm delegating of, are they going to do this job better than me? Or if not, how much would it cost to hire someone who can? And then you can kind of debate on whether that is the next hire for you to make or not. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I'll catch you next week. This concludes another episode of your all-time favorite podcast. If you would like some more material from me, 
remember that I do have my Insta Accelerator and Map to Monetization course bundle on sale for 15 bucks until the end of May. So, oh damn, we're already in May. So the clock is ticking if you want to get two courses from me for 15 bucks to set up your Instagram and monetize it. These are my favorite strategies. So if you feel like you're stuck and you could use a new perspective of where to go with things, make sure to check that out. It is linked in the description. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week. 